Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Day, the 2024 edition, as many of the top prospects across the country put pen to paper and schools solidify their signing classes and build for the future. Guys, let's first start with the national rankings, the 2024 team rankings on a national scale. Then we'll get an SEC and then we'll break down the South Carolina signing class specifically and all that it entails. Guys, as you look at the 2024 team rankings, and of course, this comes from our friends over at 24-7 Sports. It looks like this. At number one, no surprise, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Texas. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Miami. Number eight, Oklahoma. Number nine, Notre Dame. And number 10, Florida. That is your top 10. Moving past that, at number 11, you've got the Auburn Tigers. At number 12, LSU. Number 13, Clemson. Number 14, Tennessee. Number 15, Penn State. Number 16, Michigan. Number 17, Southern Cal. Number 18, South Carolina. And again, that's for now, guys. These are subject to change because, of course, South Carolina listed with 17 commitments. We now know Braden Lee has flipped to Maryland, so this is going to affect the rankings. But right now, South Carolina is at number 18. At number 19, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. At number 20, Texas A&M. At number 21, Ole Miss. Number 22, Texas Tech. Number 23, Missouri. Number 24, Kentucky. And rounding out the top 25, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Now, While the national recruiting rankings, right, it's fun to go through those and just gauge where everyone is and see where your school is at and how you're recruiting and where you're ranking and all that good stuff. I feel like, guys, here's the thing. If you are a fan of an SEC team, the national recruiting rankings are damn near meaningless. And here is why. Because in the SEC, guys, it's so competitive. You can be 20th nationally in recruiting, and you say to yourself, man, a the 20th ranked class, that's a great recruiting class. That, that's an awesome class. We're doing great things in recruiting. And then you look at the SEC rankings and you rank 11th or 12th or 13th because it's so deep and it's so competitive and it's so tough, right? So the SEC rankings, let's dive into those because I feel like that's what really tells the tale when you're in the SEC, just how good is your class? It's not about how does it stack up to other classes in the, the ACC or the Big Ten or any of the conference. How does it stack up in the conference you are in, which is the best conference in college football, that, of course, being 
the SEC. So here are your SEC-specifically team rankings. At number one, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs. At number two, Alabama. At number three, Texas. Number four, Oklahoma. Rounding out the top five, the Florida Gators. At number six, you have Auburn. Number seven, you have LSU. Number eight, Tennessee. Number nine, South Carolina. Number 10, Texas A&M. Number 11, Ole Miss. Number 12, Mizzou. Number 13, Kentucky. Number 14, Arkansas. Number 15, Mississippi State. And at number 16, you have the Vanderbilt Commodores. Now, like I said, guys, these are subject to change uh, because there are going to be flips. There are going to be decommitments, what have you. Uh, Also, guys, as you notice, the 2024 recruiting rankings, they were including Texas and Oklahoma, of course, because those two members set to join the league next summer officially. But it kind of feels like Texas and OU are already part of the SEC. So they are part of the 2024 rankings. And so now, guys, we turn our attention to... South Carolina, and before we do that, guys, actually, I'll say this, because something I'm not doing this year that I've done in years past that I realized was somewhat silly is the overall grade of the signing classes, right? I'm not going to grade anybody's signing class, because here's the reason why, guys. When you talk about how good your signing class actually is, this isn't just a South Carolina thing. This is across college football, right? But I mean, I see so many people year after year say the same things of, man, this is one of the best signing classes in school history. Like, have you ever heard anyone, anyone, especially in the recruiting industry, right? Those that work for 24-7, those that work for Rivals, those that work for On3. And I'm not coming at anyone because I understand the business model and I know why you can't do this. But guys, have you ever heard anyone in recruiting whether it be South Carolina, it be Missouri, it be Arkansas, it be Texas, it be Georgia, or any other school. Have you ever heard of any analyst look at a recruiting class, look into the camera, speak into the microphone and say, you know what, guys, this was a lackluster signing class. This signing class, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't great. They got a couple difference makers, maybe, but all in all, pretty average signing class. Like, nobody says that. So if you ask people across the SEC, hey, how would you grade your signing class? Everybody's going to say an A. Like, nobody's probably going to say worse than a B or a B plus. So, like, I almost feel like it's pointless. Here's the reality of it, guys. Here's the reality when you ask, was this class a success? Was this class, how did this class fare? I mean, think about it, guys. A couple years ago, we were talking about Texas A&M and their $30 million signing class. And it was the, the best signing class in the history of college football. And now I read something where every single one of the four- and five-star prospects, guys, and that signing class is no longer at Texas A&M. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So was that signing class a success? I think not. And so the reality of recruiting and signing classes to this, guys, and the reality of National Signing Day is this. We will not know if these signing classes were success or failure or somewhere in the middle. Bottom line is we'll be able to judge these classes on a much greater scale two to three years down the road, right? Two to three years down the road when we've seen, like, I got to admit, guys, J.C. Sherbert, great friend of mine, guest all throughout this 2023 calendar year, respect the hell out of J.C. And he and I, one of the reasons I respect him and that we're friends is we can have banter. The beauty's in the banter. I was somewhat surprised to hear J.C. Sherbert say that this was one of the best signing classes in school history because that's a really bold statement to make. What's going to make it one of the best And again, this goes for any SEC school, any school out there. You know as well as I do what makes your signing class great is what do they turn into two to three or three to four years from now? What do they become, right? The 07 signing class at South Carolina, it's it's not the greatest signing class in the history of South Carolina football just because they were ranked seventh nationally. Like, that's great and the stars matter. But that's not the only reason, guys. The reason that class is looked back upon as one of the best, if not the best in school history, is because of the players and the legends that came out of the class. It's because of what that class did during their time at South Carolina. They went to an SEC championship. They sparked three straight 11-win seasons. So, The rankings are great. They give us something to talk about. And I'm certainly not sitting here telling you that stars don't matter, rankings don't matter, because they do. But all I'm saying is, simply put, we will not know just how good these classes are until two to three years down the road when, hey, we got to see who's still at their respective school. What has the team done? What has the player done at the school they went to and committed to? That's when we'll know just how good the recruiting classes are. With that being said, let's dive into South Carolina's signing class specifically. Okay? Now, it looks like things have been updated, so let's actually go back and look at these national rankings, these SEC rankings, because it looks like the Braden Lee flip has been factored in. At least I think so. It is on South Carolina's side. Okay, not on the national or SEC rankings. But it is factored in on 24-7 sports. Uh, Braden Lee is no longer listed. <clears throat> so with that being said, guys, excuse me, let's dive into South Carolina signing class. 16 players from the high school ranks have signed their letter of intent, and nine players in the transfer portal have signed as well. At least I believe. I think some of these guys may not have signed yet. Either way, we're going to go through specifically the high school guys who have signed their letter of intent, starting with five-star edge Dylan Stewart, 
four-star offensive tackle, Josiah Thompson, four-star tight end, Michael Smith, four-star linebacker, Fred Johnson, four-star linebacker, Wendell Gregory, four-star offensive tackle, Cam Pringle, four-star wide receiver, Mazeo Bennett, four-star safety, Kelvin Hunter, four-star defensive lineman, Jerome Simmons, three-star defensive back, Jalewis Solomon, three-star running back, Matthew Fuller, three-star quarterback, Dante Reno, three-star offensive lineman, Blake Franks, three-star wide receiver, Debron Gatling, who actually was the welcome home last night, who signed today, uh, three-star safety, David Busey, and three-star punter, Mason Love. And guys, I think when you look at this class, right, we've talked about it before, I think South Carolina did a really good job at addressing the needs of the football team, right? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs Up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs Up, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We've talked about Edge a lot. We've talked about linebacker. Of course, we've talked about offensive line. You addressed all of those needs in this signing class. I think South Carolina did a really good job of bolstering some areas they needed to. Matthew Fuller at the running back position, certainly that's been a position of need. You add a quarterback in this signing class in Dante Reno, who I think really served as the leader of your signing class, right? Anytime that can happen, that's a really positive thing for your signing class. I think Reno was a guy 
who pulled a bunch of strings and pulled some guys together and did recruiting on social media, as we all saw. I thought he was a really did a really good job, I should say, in doing that. Of course, Jalewis Solomon, the defensive back, that was a guy that what a recruitment for him, commits to Auburn to fall out on social media, then flips his commitment to South Carolina. I know that's one in talking to JC and many others uh, behind the scenes with Gamecocks football that they are really excited about, think he could be a day one starter in Columbia. I mean, the guys I mentioned, the trenches, you look at guys like Josiah Thompson, 6'6", 280. You look at Cam Pringle, 6'7", 328. You look at Blake Franks, six foot five, 320. So they've got some mammoth dudes coming in. We've all heard about the Great Wall of Carolina and what these guys could be or are expected to be. That was certainly a position that you had to bolster the depth. Adigan, love what they did at linebacker. I think Michael Smith could be a sleeper in this class at the tight end position. Six foot four, 235 out of Savannah, Georgia. That one was a big deal when he committed. And of course, guys, the headliner of the class, Dylan Stewart coming from the DMV. I mean, you look at the, 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 you know, his physical makeup, his size, his speed, his agility, uh, the number one ranked player from the DMV. He's the 23rd ranked player nationally. Of course, guys, this coming via 24-7 sports. And certainly, guys, getting more elite pass rushers, right? Bolstering depth at the edge position was something that South Carolina had to do. Now, when you look at the class, the immediate impact guy, in my opinion, when you go down the list of prospects, when you go down the list of signees, guys, the immediate impact guy, I know it's low-hanging fruit, but I think it is Dylan Stewart, guys. I think edge is such a position to where, here's the thing, playing edge. And we saw it, I think, somewhat, guys, with Nick Harbour this year. If Nick Harbour had stayed at that edge spot, I think you would have seen him make a much, much bigger impact. But it's more difficult to learn the nuances of playing wide receiver and learn the route tree and learn the technicalities and, and, and learn the nature of the position versus playing edge, being an athlete, right? Get after the quarterback. I'll meet you at the quarterback. Like, I know there's more to it than that, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a much easier transition. It's much easier to adapt. I don't think this coaching staff, I don't think Travian Roberts is going to be asking Dylan Stewart to do too much. I think you utilize his skill set, you utilize his athleticism. You know, if you use him just on third down packages or you limit how you use him, but I think certainly, I think Dylan Stewart is going to be a guy, guys, you could see in the starting lineup from day one at South Carolina. So I know it's low-hanging fruit. I know it's really obvious, but Dylan Stewart, I think, is the most ready to make an immediate impact. I think he will do so. I think he'll have a big freshman year at South Carolina. The sleeper of the class. Who's the sleeper of the class? Who's the guy that we're not talking about a whole lot that could do some big things? I mean, guys, I, I think there's a couple guys on here that certainly you look at and think to yourself, hey, they could turn out to be big-time players, big-time studs, if you will. Um, I, I do like the pick of Michael Smith at tight end. I know many, many folks are going to go with that, but he is a four-star, right? He's got hype around him. Um, I'm going to go with Jalewis Solomon, the defensive back, three-star guy. Again, most noteworthy because of the recruiting process that it took to get him to South Carolina, but again, you talk to anybody, they're really, really high on Jalewis Solomon at defensive back. And I think this is a new guy, again, at South Carolina seems to always have that freshman defensive back that emerges and, and, and plays a big role and steps up, right? Two years ago, it was DQ Smith and Nick Evenwari. Last year, it was Jalon Kilgore. I think Jalewis Solomon could be that guy for South Carolina. 
And finally, guys, who's going to have the best three to four year career of the guys in this signing class? Now, this has never been tougher to predict because the transfer portal exists. And so who knows, unfortunately, how many of these guys are going to be on the roster in two to three to four years, if you will. But if I had to pick one, the best three to four year career guys, I think it's Josiah Thompson. I, I, I think he's going to be a multi-year starter on the offensive line at South Carolina. I think this is a dude who has the size coming out of Dillon, South Carolina. I think he's got the potential to be a all-SEC, all-American caliber player up front for South Carolina. So I think Josiah Thompson could certainly be that guy for the Gamecocks. And I think he will, if I had to pick one, have the best three to four-year career in Columbia. Now, in closing, something you guys heard me just mention. I want to touch on and discuss, and I posed this question to you guys this morning. <clears throat> but something you just heard me touch on. And that is, it's it's so difficult to determine, hey, who's going to have the best three- to four-year career? Because who knows who's going to be on the roster in three to four years? And it brings me to this, guys. And you can be honest. You guys can comment. I'd love to hear from you all. Has National Signing Day, though, has it lost its luster to the transfer portal and NIL and what's that? what that has done to college football? Because growing up, guys, you know, all my buddies were into college football, right? I, I remember I had some friends, man. They, they would get on rivals, like, religiously. Like, they would ask their parents for Christmas, pay for my rivals subscription. Pay for 24-7, right? Rivals was the big one, I recall, that everybody used back then. This is, like, 2004, 2005, what have you. And following recruiting and, like, what it was, and I, I was never a recruiting diehard that level, but still, National Signing Day, was like Christmas for college football fans. It truly was, right? Because you work so hard. A lot of times it's a multi-year process and you get a guy on campus, right? We all played NCAA football, right? And you'd, you'd recruit on NCAA football and you you spend your recruiting coins or whatever it was and, and, and you get the official visit, you get the on-campus visit, you get the, the in-person visit, you, you, you give the offer and they commit. And like it was such a rewarding thing. You know, it was such a rewarding thing to follow a kid's commitment for years, and then and then you see the commitment, and then you see their career play out, and they become an all-time great at your school, and it was just such a cool thing. And let me make it very clear. National Signing Day is still awesome, right? It is. It's, it's awesome. It symbolizes, as I mentioned before, hope, right? It symbolizes hope that, hey, these are going to be the guys that take us to the promised land. Guys, I'll never forget. Here's a fun recruiting story for you. I will never forget back in, what was it? It had been 2005, 2006, when Steven Garcia was being recruited by South Carolina and he committed to the Gamecocks. And I'll never forget reading the article in which Steven Garcia was talking about his commitment. And they asked him, I think, do you think you can win an SEC championship at South Carolina? They asked him that. And Steven Garcia said, Something along the lines of, one, I don't want to win a championship. I don't want to win one championship. I'm coming to South Carolina to win multiple SEC championships. And I just remember thinking, like, man, that's our dude. That's our guy. We got our guy. And the rest is history with Garcia. And I know some out there may not have a positive opinion, which if you don't, I think you're crazy because one of the best in school history took South Carolina to the SEC title. But – 
that was such an awesome recruiting story, something that I'll never forget. And now, guys, now in an era in which, let's just call it for what it is, at least a few of the guys in this 24 signing class, they're not going to be here in two years. They're certainly not going to be here in three years. And so it's just, it's really hard. National signing, they still awesome. But it's really hard to muster that same excitement and energy when signing day is now looked at as it's a one-year rental. And beyond that, you got to renew the contract. You got to one-up the one-year contract every single year. You're going to get to this time of year every single year and not know who's coming back. And that sucks. Like I mentioned many times, guys, the business of college football has never been better. The sport from the diehard fan perspective, you could argue, has never been worse. And so that's why I have mixed feelings on this signing. Day. It, it, it's awesome to see. And high school recruiting is still the lifeblood of a program. But it's hard to get fully invested and, and carried away, if you will, when you don't even know if these guys are going to be on your roster this time next year. That's just something you have to worry about now. So is National Signing Day still great? Yes, it is. But is it different than it used to be? Absolutely. And that's the world of college football we are all continuing to get accustomed to. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.